I told the folks, you know, I'm not sure that I want to sell anything. You know, I, I just like doing the work. Um, <laughs> and, and so we had a salesperson and like a few months into my job, the person left. So I had to wear that hat, but it's been, honestly, it's been one of the more uh, rewarding parts of it is building the relationships with the customers and bringing value to them. I thought sales was about pushing them to buy something and it's really not. It's much more about just bringing value to them. Welcome to Actualizing Success. In this podcast series, our in-house advisors discuss today's finance and technology topics with an emphasis on solutions that embrace tomorrow. Hi, I am Carrie Weckelo, Actualize Consulting's Chief Operating Officer, and I am joined with one of our partners, Matt Sue. I remember when Matt decided to join Actualize over 16 years ago. He now has been at Actualize as long as his first career at Freddie Mac. It is hard to believe it has been that long. Matt has always been a stable force for Actualize. As we continue our 20-year celebration, we wanted to hear from Matt. How are you doing, Matt? Well, I'm good today, Carrie. Just ready to ready to chat about all of this and um, share some things that maybe some folks don't know. Excellent. Well, let's get started. Tell us why you wanted to make the switch from corporate to consulting. Sure. A um, little bit more complex answer um, than the question, but I think it was really more, it was more about what I wanted in terms of my career and what made me happy. And so as much as I had done well and managed many things that were really important at Freddie Mac and was highly regarded. I got to a point where I just didn't feel like I was in a business model that I could be successful in and more importantly, feel good about. And, and parts of the reason were, you know, I had moved into more of a management and administrative role, um, which probably sounds great on paper uh, to have a whole bunch of people working for you at hundreds. But the self-satisfaction wasn't there. I did not get to know the people on the team as well as I would have liked to. Um, And so what I thought was, you know, it's time to switch, to do something different. Um, My family had been owners of a business. I like the entrepreneurial nature of things, but I also really like the problem solving um, and developing ideas and products and in helping others. And so consulting fit a lot of those. And quite honestly, you know, when I, when I left, I had a lot of opportunities to kind of recycle myself back into lender shops and, and things like that and bigger, bigger brand name consulting businesses. But none of those really gave me what I wanted, which was the ability to be hands-on, be able to, really work with the team and the, the clients and and make big changes. And so, you know, Actualize came up and and it seemed like a really good fit. And and it and it has been. I think over the years we've we've done a lot of cool stuff. And um so for me it was really about wanting to get into a mode where I could use my better skills and and bring those to the clients and to the people that work for me. And you gracefully eased right in. It was like you've been doing consulting your whole life, honestly. So definitely impressed with uh, how you made that transition look so easy. Not not everybody does that. 
yeah. Carrie, I'll tell you the one of the things that <laughs> at the beginning I I told I told the folks, you know, I'm not sure that I want to sell anything. You know, I, I just like doing the work. Um, <laughs> and and so we had a salesperson, and like a few months into my job, the person left. So I had to wear that hat. But it's been honestly, it's been one of the more uh, rewarding parts of it is building the relationships with the customers and bringing value to them. I thought sales was about pushing them to buy something and it's really not. It's much more about just bringing value to them. So I thought that I thought that would be interesting for people to know. Yeah, no, exactly. Because we're really, because we're so niche in our practices and our service offerings and our areas of expertise, it's really about exactly that, providing that trusted advisor, that service to our clients. And it's not hard because we're, we're the experts in the industry. So that's really, really good. So to that note, as many of our listeners know, you remain one of our most billable members of our team. What keeps you passionate about the work we do and what keeps you motivated it? Um, well, I think what I'm passionate about is being able to help move the industry along. I mean, we've been fortunate to have customers that are decision makers and major players in the, in the market, including the GSEs and Ginny May and, and some others. And so it's just exciting to be able to be part of something that is really industry changing. Um, and that ultimately gets back to the end real beneficiary of all this, which is, is the borrower. And, you know, again, I mean, we, we're creative. I'd say that, you know, some of the things that we do are, are a little bit a niche, as you mentioned, but it's, it's, it's really fun. And again, I mean, I've done this my whole life basically. And so I think at this point, people are listening to me when I talk on things like these podcasts and it's just, it just really all comes together to keep me motivated. Um, and I think that making, Actualize a place where the people that work for us can learn and and grow is is something else. So you know, being billable or whether I'm I'm helping lead uh, efforts to gain more business, it's all kind of the same. And and it's you know it's what I like to do. I mean, I I I probably at this point um, could have claimed victory a bunch of times, but but there's just so much more out there to do and. I don't know that I'm ever not going to be motivated. Right. No, I know. You keep saying you're going to retire and I, and I don't believe you. So I just, I, I listen when you say it and then I move on. <laughs> Eventually you will, but. Yeah. Well, I'll you know, tell you a funny story, funny story on that. When I was, when I was like in high school, I always said that I wanted to make a million dollars by the time I was 25 and that didn't happen. I mean, I didn't make that goal, but. I, I always told everybody, it's like, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 55. And then that was coming around. And then I was like, ah, maybe not 55. Who knows? But yeah, I know. I mean, in, in this business that we're in, I mean, you never really need to retire. So, but, you know, we'll see. I think my wife might have something to do with that answer as well. Uh, well, that there you go. That That's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, one of the things I love about Actualize is that we've always promoted our team growing the business. Tell us how Mismo came to fruition and, you know, how would our listeners be able to use Mismo? 
Um, sure. I mean, and again, this is one of the niche things that we do. We talked to some folks that had been previous clients over at Fannie Mae and the data side way back when, and that included Rick Hill um, and eventually Jan Davis. And and they started talking about MISMO and, and why it was important. And funny enough, we got some business at Freddie Mac related to appraisal portal and delivery data standards. We now know that is ULDD. But it was really taking a big bet, Carrie. I mean, we said, look, the market is is moving forward. The GSEs are are involved. The regulator is pushing it. So we said, you know, let's let's chase it. And so slowly we we started gaining traction on it. Um, and by now, I think people know that we're we're a leader in that space and both the services space. And we'll talk about our technology in a minute, but. It was one of those deals where we just said, this is open greenfield. There's no competition. And yet we have a big advantage because we're, we're very close to all of it. So we, we got involved in MISMO, started growing our volunteer army with them, doing a lot of extra things that maybe we didn't get paid for in the time, but we're really laying the foundation for a broader um, offering. And it's one of our more successful lines of business right now. So for for folks that, that are involved in the mortgage, mortgage data space, clearly you've heard of MISMO and, and we certainly can help talk about that with you. Um, but I think, you know, I think there's there's still a lot of greenfield there, too. And um, and we want to continue to to stay ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. So as we talked about it, we've always been niche in our market. How did TransformX come about? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a an intersection of a couple of things that um, one had always been there, and the other was much more um, an industry situation. And so, just so that folks understand the the trickiness and difficulty with MISMO is that it's a complicated um, data standard. It's built in XML. It's unbelievably detailed and robust, but at the same time, it's 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 hard for people to look at and figure out immediately, not to mention the fact that we're working on version 3.6, which I believe will be coming out officially soon, um, but it started with 3.0 and even before that with a 2.0 and a 1.0 version. So not everything that you see in MISMO is in the same version. So for example, delivery is in one, closings in a different one, loan applications and yet another one, and then you have all of the commercial MISMO stuff too. So it becomes complicated. But also, folks will remember um, back when TRID came about, so the the, the new TILA RESPA integrated disclosure and and so where we were on that, we were very much a part of creating the UCD um, with both the, the GSEs and, and helping, helping them promote it through the industry. Um, that caught a lot of people by surprise. And, and again, it was very complex. It involved um, a lot of different new parts of MISMO. And so we had, we had 
several clients that wanted us to help them figure this trid thing out. And so we created some tools and created some uh, methods around how to make their proprietary data into MISMO and brainstorm light bulb goes off. We're like, you know, this is a product more than just an idea or a tool or a method. And so um, with TRID, we we really launched the product that we call TransformX. And again, all it, all it is is a utility that takes in output or input rather, um, translates it and spits out output. Um, the key thing is, is that it uses MISMO as the translator and, and across all the versions. So somewhat unique in that regard, but, um, but, you know, it, it takes in any format, spits out MISMO or vice versa. And, and we've, we've, we've had it being used in the market, um, in both of those ways by some pretty large players. And so that's what it is. And that's where we are really cool, uh, roadmap. I'm sure there's going to be some things that you'll see through our social media coming out in the next quarter or two about some big uh, product enhancements that we have going on. But that's what it is. And again, unique to us, unique to the industry, and we're really proud of it. Yeah, no, it's it's very exciting. We actually were show, showing TransformX to a co-op student who said that when he's in school, sometimes the professors don't give hands-on about how you can actually use some of these tools and technology in the market. So he was pretty geeked out about it. So um, appreciated that. And I know I was really proud to be able to have our team share that with him as well. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. Now what has changed in the market since you've joined Actualize? Well, I mean, so that's a great question because there's, two real simple answers that are opposed to one another. And and on the mortgage side, the one thing is that not a ton has changed. I mean, as much as we've seen a lot of technology come into the market, the fintechs and so forth, the way the business operates has been largely the same, which, you know, at the end of the day is somewhat disappointing um, because I I still think there's an enormous opportunity to optimize and and look at how technology can change um, how you do business in the mortgage space. And, but, you know, the other thing is that we've had a crazy set of events that have occurred um, since I started, you know, when we, when I first began, the market was very, very oriented towards private label. And so that meant that the GSE and the Govy business wasn't, wasn't an enormous part of it like it has been lately. Um, and and quite frankly, that's not a bad model. Uh, I think we realized that, you know, some of the risk that was taken on eventually resulted in a big part of the default crisis. Um, and then, you know, we, we so at that point, actually, I said to Flex, we had to say, you know, initially, my focus was more on how do you integrate the secondary market and the primary market? Then it shifted to um, what do you need to do to help companies get out of uh, the mess they're in with defaults and foreclosures and out of out of prison with the regulators? Um, and so we shifted there. And then, you know, again, for a decade, very, very low um, and non-volatile rate environment. It, it 
gave a lot of folks the ability to to make a lot of money in the lending space. Quite frankly, uh, a lot of borrowers were able to enter the market. And, and then all of a sudden, with COVID, we had an enormous change in terms of who was allowed to talk to and meet with others. And so that launched a big, a big change in terms of remote online notarization, e-closings, and so forth. And, um, you know, whether or not all of that's durable, we'll wait and see, because some of it's receded a little bit. But then, of course, with all of the fallout from COVID and all of the money that was spent, you had to eventually know that the balloon was going to burst a little bit or at least inflate quite a bit, which is what we've seen in terms of inflation and rate environment. So, you know, in terms of the economic um, and business backstory or uh, overlay to what we, we do, it's made us really pivot. And, and it's why we've been successful because we, we understand the whole business. We're able to, focus when we need to focus on different sectors of the market, we can do that. So, you know, in, in, in summary, some things never change and others change a lot. And so, you know, what's good for us is that whenever, whenever clients need to figure out different methods, um, figure out better methods, that's what we do. And, um, so in fairness, you know, I think the, the market itself is, is always going to have opportunity and, um, and we're there for it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it definitely also continues to cycle, right? So now what do you see the future for Actualize and supporting our clients? Yeah, I think we're, I think we're going to spend 2023 focusing um, on some really specific things that we think are important. Some of the things that we do, like strategic roadmaps, we're always going to do those. But we think there's a unique opportunity now, and this is especially challenging given the rate environment and inflation. We, we're going to put a focus on affordable lending and how we support that in the industry. And for folks that are not as involved in our day-to-day, we've been in this space for a long time. Going back to the default crisis, uh, We've, we've had a lot of work with credit counseling entities and with folks that were trying to figure out how to modify people um, into a more, more affordable scenario. But also, we've helped develop loan programs and, and other things in relation to affordable. And again, some of our clients um, are very much in that space, especially the government entities, both at the state and the local level. We took a step back and said, you know what, this is something we're good at. And this is something that we can really bring value to our customers. And so we're going to, we're going to, again, you'll see more of that in social media as the, the year progresses, but that's one thing that that's going to be new. Um, and the other is, is we're going to focus a lot more on a more full offering and complete offering about what we call enterprise information management or EIM. And again, we've had business over the years helping build large data warehouses and analytics suites, and we've helped customers put together data management and data governance strategies. But we think that's going to be a big, big opportunity for our clients as we move into this this year and, and forward, um, knowing that we've got a lot of experience in the space and 
and quite frankly, when you look at this industry, it's all it's all data, whether it's data in terms of databases and files or whether it's documents and images, it's all information and all data. And so, again, we, we think that we've got a pretty good story to tell, one that isn't, you know, a one-size-fits-all model. It's fit to suit. It's fit to budget. Um and again, very, very excited about that. And, you know, again, we'll be continuing to push our Transformex, our, our MERS offerings and our, our regular consulting, um, you know, always trying to figure out how to weave uh, some of our culture infusion into all of those. Um, and, you know, and, and last but not least, you know, we're trying to continue to, to grow within the federal space. So, a lot of things to talk about with Actualize and mortgage and fixed income as we go through the year. And and hopefully, you know, we'll um, we'll see a lot of that through our social media and through conference participation and things of that nature. Well, that's very exciting. Well, as we close out, what's one piece of advice you would give our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I guess the one piece of advice would be to always challenge where you are. And so, as we all know, the mortgage business thrived and and there was a lot of money made in the recent years. But as I mentioned, I mean, nobody's going to predict a pandemic. Nobody's going to predict an inflation environment like this. And so, I would just say, always challenge yourself to see how you can get better. The customers that we have that have saved their money, they're investing it now to try to be even better as we come out of this business cycle, and they'll do well. It's it's very easy to rest on your laurels, but if you can always challenge yourself to do a little better, to think out of the box, and really focus on on how your business unit and your people can move forward in a positive way. I think that's what I would, that I would tell folks. So, you know, now you're maybe in a, in an area where it's tricky and challenging, but always challenge yourself. I think that's great advice. Um, and there always will be challenges. So it's good to keep yourself <laughs> on the cutting edge as well. Well, thanks Matt so much. It was great to talk to you as always. And, uh, We'll look forward to our next podcast. Thanks, Carrie. It was great. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Actualizing Success. Make sure to visit us online at www.actualizeconsulting.com where you can explore our service offerings. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred platform. If you've enjoyed what we talked about today, please consider leaving a review and following us on LinkedIn. If you have any questions or would like to share your opinions with us, please send us a note at podcast at actualizedconsulting.com. We look forward to hearing from you.